What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Banished in the Valley. Today, we are going to revisit a subject we talked about days ago. I'm talking like first five, ten episodes of Banished in the Valley, and I believe Sidekick Ken was a co-host on it, but there is just so much information, and people don't believe it's real. They say it's fake. They literally come to my profiles to argue with me and tell me it's fake. So then I have to whip out the FBI Guide to Investigating Satanic Ritual Abuse and Ritual Abuse. Slap those motherfuckers across the face with it. Because 100% ritual abuse and satanic ritual abuse has happened in the past. It's happening now. And it's going to continue to happen in the future. And there might even be like a concerted effort to cover the whole situation up. So I'm going to get to all that. I'll kind of give you guys an idea of what SRA and RA is, like what it covers. I'm going to give you some backstories from survivors of this type of ritual abuse. And then I'll kind of describe this whole FBI handbook situation. So, get ready for this. And I'm going to have to say, before we even go any further, motherfuckers, you have got to wear your big boy, big girl panties for this episode. 100%. So, here we go. Sit back. So, first, let me kind of give you a definition or two so you kind of understand exactly what this type of ritual abuse is. So Dr. Lawrence Pazder, who is a co-author of Michelle Remembers, defines ritualized abuse of children as repeated physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual assaults combined with a systemic use of symbols and secret ceremonies designed to turn a child against itself, against its family, society, and God. He also states that sexual assault has ritualistic meaning and it's not for sexual gratification. Now that is just one definition of ritual or satanic ritual abuse. According to Kenneth Lanning, who's a supervisory special agent in the Behavioral Science Unit National Center for the Analysis of Violent Crime, he kind of breaks it down. And his problem with that definition is it creates a potential problem for law enforcement. And he says it's more of a definition that has value for academics, sociologists, and therapists. He says many of the aspects of these cases are varied, but there are also some commonalities. One particular difficult and potentially significant issue begin to emerge, which break down into four dynamic commons. One is multiple young victims, two, multiple offenders, three, fear as the controlling tactic, and number four, bizarre or ritualistic activity. Kenneth states he would prefer not to use the term ritual child abuse as it offers no significant value to the criminal investigator, and that the newer term, satanic ritual abuse, is even worse. He prefers his own term, multidimensional such as in multidimensional child sex rings, which is not in reference to physics, but to multi-layered, multiple players, often in multiple locations. 
So guys, as you can see, it's a very complex situation. That's why I'm going to try to break it down as simply as possible and kind of give you views from the law enforcement side, the psychology side, and the victim side. So now that we kind of have an idea of what we're dealing with, let's get on with it. So now that we kind of have a basic understanding of what SRA or multidimensional abuse is, and I'm just going to refer to it as SRA from here on out just to make it easy. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to tell you some of the stories of people that survived this type of abuse came out the other side and they're fucking living and they're telling their stories. They're choosing not to hide. They want the public to understand this is going on. Children are being sexually abused, physically abused, tortured, and murdered. And most of the time, these crimes are going unpunished. And if you've ever listened to any of my other episodes, you'll know that it's not too difficult to murder a child and no one will ever notice. There are children here in the United States that are undocumented. There are children here that have been born into these cults. And there's children that have been kidnapped and brought to these cults for their ritualistic torture, rape, and murders. So there's many ways that these people actually get away with all these crimes. And they literally terrorize their victims. They have like a complete psychological control over them. And it's all done through fear. I mean, these are fucking children we're talking about. And they are tortured in the absolute worst ways you can imagine. They are mentally programmed by these groups to basically just kind of like be a robot. They're trained almost like dogs, worse than dogs. There's shock treatment involved. There's rape when these people are babies. Right now, I'm going to tell you about a woman named Teal Swan. She's on Instagram. You can find her at Teal Swan. And she is a survivor of this type of abuse. There's a great documentary on YouTube. It's like two, three hours long, but I fucking recommend it if you want to understand what is going on in these groups. She breaks it down so you can actually grasp how this mind control happens. So let me go ahead and start at the beginning of Teal Swan's story. So a little background on Teal is she was born June 16th, 1984. And as of now, she's teaching people how to manage mental health issues. And people have described it as unconventional and potentially hazardous. And she does receive criticism for how she attracts fans. But I think a lot of the people that are criticizing her are fucking haters. And probably just like those closed-minded motherfuckers that I'm going to get into later that help propagate everybody in the fucking world thinking that the satanic panic was a bunch of bullshit. We will get into all of that a little bit later, but just so you know, people do criticize this chick and say her teachings are wrong and uh, they just kind of hate on her. I think that's just the problem. They're fucking haters. But anyway, whoa, sorry guys. We're having a fat earthquake right now. What the fuck? <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. We just got rocked with like a 4.8 earthquake. I'm sitting here. I was like, dude, what the fuck is going on? And the bed starts shaking and kind of rolling. It was a big ass earthquake. 
not the biggest. I mean, I lived through the 1989 earthquake that like decimated Oakland and San Francisco, but this was a pretty fucking good one. <laughs> so I don't know if there's a connection. I'm mentioning Teal Swan and the earth begins to shake or what the fuck that was about. But let's get back to Teal Swan. So Swan was born in New Mexico and she ends up moving to Logan, Utah. And in the documentary I saw with her, she says the first time she was raped by one of these fucking lunatics was when she was six years old. She was riding her bike and suddenly she was knocked off her bike, dragged into some fucking building and raped by an adult man. Now she obviously six, six years old. She doesn't know what the fuck is going on. She thinks she did something wrong. She thinks maybe, you know, I went too close to the Mormons because apparently there's hella Mormons and her family was not Mormon. So you know how you kind of get ostracized if you don't fucking toe the line with, you know, small town situations like that. So this guy rapes her and ends up putting the six-year-old back on her bike to ride her ass home. And obviously, no, she's fucking probably tore up. She's hurt. She says she can't even ride her bike home. She's super confused, doesn't even know what's going on. Somehow, this motherfucker that rapes her is able to weasel his way into the family and kind of, like, convinces her parents that, you know, she's got a horse. I'm a veterinarian. I can teach her how to ride the horse and take care of the horse. And, like, what she was saying is these type of predators, they can sense when something is off in the family. And that's, you know, it's not always what it takes, but when there's kind of a fracture in a family, it just invites these fucking predators in. And this guy smelled the weakness. And he pounced. So she's basically going off with this man that her parents trust, a family friend. He is kind of schizophrenic as she explains it. And in this town, this little rural fucking Utah town, there are different religious groups. I'm not going to get into all the fucking details because it's super crazy. There's like blood atonement fucking groups that are like, you know, quote unquote Christian. Then there's the opposite, the people that say they're satanic. They have black masses. This is where most of Teal's abuse comes from. Now, she says she was stuck with this group until her like late teen years. She describes some of the abuse she went through. She says she witnessed these people burn children alive. She says there was uh, like a Hispanic kind of community and a lot of them were undocumented or illegal immigrants. So if you go there and you take a child, a lot of the times they are not going to report it to the police because what's going to happen? They're afraid they're going to get deported. At that point, they'll be in another country while they have a kid missing in America. You know, so I get it. But that is where some of these kids would come from. She said this poor little girl was tiny. She was basically strung up on these pieces of wood carried to a bonfire. Now, this bonfire she describes is fucking huge. It's been going all day to get it to the proper temp to actually burn a body. And... She says they throw the girl's body into the fire. The hair just completely evaporates immediately. The skin starts to slough off. She says the girl did die quickly. But it's like, if you're fucking witnessing this as a child, what is that doing to you? She also says there were other murders. She said she had seen graves dug for some of these children. 
And she also says the largest black mass that she was ever brought to was over 100 people. Now, during this time, this man, this quote-unquote family friend, would pimp her out to pedophiles. And when she got too old, started growing breasts, and the pedophiles no longer liked her, this man then decided she should do modeling, because she is super pretty. So she kind of like gets into the modeling world, and it's an escape for her. And I think that's kind of like what pushed her in the direction to be able to like mentally overcome all of this bullshit and escape this life. I can't imagine how scary that'd be. You're a fucking child. You've gone through this for 10 plus years and this is all you know. These people brainwashed her. She talked about electric shock torture. And basically what they would do is hook her up to these electrodes and shock the fuck out of her. And then they would have this man, the man sexually abusing her, he would come in and quote unquote rescue her. And when you do this to a brain, like a child's mind, they're going through such physical and mental trauma and suddenly somebody is there with their arms around you and the pain has stopped. It is literally like making a chemical bond between these two people because of the trauma and the pain, then the sudden relief. You know, just the contact of a human hug. So it's like these people knew how to warp minds. They knew how to condition people and train them to do what they wanted them to do. Now, Teal has gone to different police departments trying to get the perpetrators held accountable, bring them to justice. And even that was super difficult for her because in her mind, she had participated in these murders. She says at one point, she went from being abused to becoming the abuser. She was, you know, the older one now. Now they were bringing younger children in. And that's kind of what these groups use against you. Once the fear of, you know, them saying, you know, if you tell anyone, we're going to kill your family. Once that kind of changes and they're older, suddenly the threat becomes, well, you've participated in these murders. You are just as guilty as us and you will spend the rest of your life in prison. So these are all some fucking solid threats. And that's basically all the power they have over people. They have complete control over these people's minds. And it's not just this one group in the United States. This kind of shit happens in every state, you guys. It seems it's happening more in rural areas versus cities. It's all walks of life involved in it, from store clerks to law enforcement, to mayors, to doctors. It's everyone. So I definitely recommend go check out the interview with Teal Swan. It's on YouTube. Just type Teal Swan, Satanic Ritual Abuse Survivor. And like I said, it's a bit long, but you, you're going to get a lot more details than what I just told you. She describes how growing up, she felt like she had extrasensory perception and healing type powers that scared her family. And she talks about different ways you can try to spot this abuse and stop the abuse. She gives advice to other survivors. So it's something... Definitely, I, I watched the whole fucking thing. So check it out, Teal Swan. She's also on Instagram. I believe it's at Teal Swan. Um, and like I was saying earlier, there are the detractors. Like one of her exes says that she's running a cult or some bullshit like that. He's probably some scorned fucking hater ex-boyfriend. But 
I don't know. I believe her. Some people say she's fucking nuts, but I don't think this girl is nuts. I believe she lived through what she lived through. And let's say she's totally lying and it's fake. She's not the only one with these exact same stories. There are court documents where people are actually prosecuted for these crimes. So this is not a myth. This is happening. And I think like a lot of the problem with people dismissing this is the media calling all of this the quote-unquote satanic panic. Now, I got a couple of problems with this term. Let's start with the recent, like, current problem I have. So you've got all of these girls that do these fucking podcasts about serial killers with huge platforms, and they are lit. I've never heard one of them be anything but almost derisive about the term satanic panic. They all say it didn't happen. They act like it was, you know, just these fucking crazy people overreacting. When all they have to do is the most basic research, look up these court documents that I found, look up the FBI manual on the ritual abuse, and they can see this shit is happening. But <laughs> they're going along with the mainstream media narrative that, you know, this shit was just done by, like, some people that listen to heavy metal and they have pentagrams and they must be Satanists. They, you know, they, they're just kids acting out. Or... You know, the, they go on the, there's no Satanists ever that have ever committed any crimes within the United States. And the term Satanic crime seems to be have censored out of the media, like I said, due to the Satanic panic. Um, it seems also like it's been politicized, how fucking surprising, right? By actual Satanists and social reformers of various sorts who seek to separate a person's belief from the actions which they take. <laughs> so... I think kind of like what that means is like, you know, there's the Church of Satan, which are basically fucking atheists. Then there are these cults that are actual like worshiping, quote unquote, worshiping demons. They think that's what they're doing. So I did an episode about the McMartin preschool, like all the tunnels. I fucking went in on that one. And it was a very clear case where the media demonized the victims they went after these kids' parents. They just ripped them apart in the media. And later on, like five, six years after all of the court cases with the McMartin trials, they had actual UCLA archaeological teams go and excavate these so-called tunnels the kids had talked about. And they corroborated what these children said. Now, the district attorney on that case had previously tried to do the same thing, but they didn't even dig. They didn't use any of the ground-penetrating radar. And I also did a case on the Finders, which was the CIA-run child exploitation material cult. And I literally found FBI documents that basically showed that the CIA was running this ring and once it kind of got blown open with the arrest of the two assholes in Tallahassee, Florida, there was a concerted effort to contact the police stations involved and the media so they could reverse their statements and basically say these people aren't ritually abusing children. The pictures we found of naked, bloody children, that's not actually what happened. They weren't actually breaking any laws or anything. 
So I don't know. If you want to go back, listen to that. There's also an episode about the Boys Town scandal with another child exploitation ring where the actual victims were prosecuted and one of the girls actually served four years in jail for a quote-unquote perjury. And all these nasty motherfucking politicians and rich businessmen, they were never charged. So tell me there's not an effort to cover this shit up. Now, having said that, not every single story about this kind of abuse is true. As a matter of fact, I bet a fucking huge percentage of them are not true. I mean, do you know how much organization it would take to fucking have all of these complex satanic rings all over the country killing thousands of people every single year with, like, super politicians involved and shit like that? No. That's not the way it's going to happen. It's going to happen in small-ass rural towns, small little groups doing this kind of thing. And like I said, if you kidnap immigrant children that don't have documents, most of the time their parents are not going to go to the police. So, you know, it can go both ways. I Like I said, I'm sure some of the stories are absolutely true, and some of them, either people are fucking insane, they want attention, I don't know what the hell their mental problems are. But there's definitely liars out there that basically have kind of fed in and helped the media convince the public that this shit never happened. But I promise you some of it did happen. I'm actually going to post some of the court documents I found that these people were actually prosecuted. They literally ritually murdered these people. They cut genitals off. They cut their heads off. They carved pentagrams into their motherfucking bodies. Like how much more evidence do you want? So I will definitely post that up to the Instagram. You can read through it all you want. You can do searching on your own because it just takes the most basic research. And you can find out the satanic panic was not a panic. The shit was actually happening. And like I keep saying, it happened in the past. It's happening now. And it's going to continue to happen in the future. Especially if people don't even want to recognize it's happening. I fucking get it's terrible. I get that, like, nobody wants to believe there's motherfuckers, your neighbors possibly, out in the woods being psychos, fucking cutting up kids and burning them. Who wants to believe that? But, as I say, just because you don't want to believe something, just because it's fucking terrible, doesn't make it not so. You can find certain examples, like, I'm going to give you a few examples, but if you search, you can look up old newspaper articles, and some of them talk about some of the fucked up shit the police have found. So let me give you an example. So Tom Raleigh wrote for the Telegraph on July 26, 2013. He knows that the police are investigating whether a satanic cult was responsible for killing and mutilating a pony on Dartmoor during a quote-unquote supermoon. In this case, a two-month-old foal was found on Yadown and Down, was found facing southwest towards the full moon. Its genitals and right ear were sliced off. Its tongues and its eye were cut out. It was surrounded by a circle of scorched mark, suggesting quote-unquote devil worshippers could have lit torches or candles as part of the ceremony. Its belly had been hacked open, and there were traces of white paint on one leg. It was done under a full moon, and the pony was in an arced-out circle. The previous year, a two-year-old horse was found dead after a full moon. One of its eyes had been gouged out, its teeth had been removed, and its genitalia hacked off. Now, they don't just stay with horses. There was a case in Michigan where a youth pastor 
actually was arrested for quote unquote sacrificing another man. He ended up cutting his genitals off, raping the dead body. He cut this guy's head off. And these are all newspaper reports anybody can find. So I don't know. I guess the general public is just going to keep eating what the mainstream media is feeding them, but this shit is not going on. Those reports I just read to you happened less than 10 years ago. So it's not like this shit is relegated to the distant past of 1990 when this quote-unquote satanic panic happened. I'm just waiting. I swear to God, when I start posting this shit on Instagram, I'm going to have these crazy bitches coming at me telling me this shit never happened. So bring it on, bitches. Like, here's one example. In one analysis of 36 court cases involving sexual abuse of children within rituals, only one quarter resulted in convictions, and the convictions had little to do with ritual sex abuse. And that's usually due to evidence. But in one case, these two children had grandparents that would dress in black robes. They have an inverted cross. And both the children tested positive for chlamydia and their genitals in their throat. So, kind of like what I was saying earlier, it may not be happening on this massive fucking scale where there's thousands of people involved in these fucking conspiracies. No, it's happening on a much smaller scale, and it's still happening to this day. One of the articles I'm going to post, the title is, The Great Utah Political Satanic Ritual Abuse Cover-Up. And basically what it's talking about is in 1996, the state of Utah investigated hundreds of cases of satanic ritual abuse. They're stating that a group, a cult called the Satanic Luciferian Cult, also known as the Illuminati, had infiltrated the Mormon church, posing as good members and leaders by day and at night, according to testimonials from numerous victims. They were involved in the most horrid and sadistic rituals known to man. They're saying there's more than enough evidence to suggest that Utah politicians, media, and law enforcement executed the biggest cover-up in the history of this state. Since that time, pressure has been exerted by the Illuminati-controlled courts and media to prevent any accounts from making it to the public eye. With one exception, a governor's task force on ritual abuse in Utah was created in March 1990 out of concerns raised by the Governor's Commission on Women and Family in the State Task Force on Child Abuse. The task force concluded that ritual abuse was incurring in Utah as a significant problem and recommended that the legislator appropriate $250,000 to the Attorney General's office to hire four investigators for a year. Some funds were appropriated, and two investigators were hired. So in late February 95, Utah Attorney General's Office closed a two-and-a-half-year investigation with two investigators of over 125 cases of alleged ritual crime. In some of these cases, investigations involved hundreds of hours investigations and evaluations. They met with hundreds of citizens, they claim to be victims of satanic, religious, physical, or sexual abuse. I guess one of the investigators told KUTV that he and another investigator talked to hundreds of victims who alleged they were raped, tortured, forced to perform horrible acts, brainwashed, saw babies murdered, or were forced to participate in the ritual murders themselves. He goes on to say, I really feel for these people, and I'd like to help them, but we just couldn't find the evidence. And see, that seems to be a problem in a lot of these cases, is finding the evidence. 
it's it's like a lot of rape cases. It's going to be your word against my word. And as we all know, with a lot of sexual assault cases, they just get tossed out. Even though this motherfucker is super guilty, everybody knows they're guilty. The investigators, the police, but there's just not evidence. Now, some people say that this is false memory syndrome, that these memories have been implanted. And I think that might be the case with some of these people. But it's not with all of them. So the investigators say with these victims they spoke to, they're saying that the abuse happened in Utah, Idaho, California, Mexico, and other places in the United States. There were 60 individuals that were a member of this quote-unquote church. 45 victims allege witnessing and are participating in human sacrifice. The majority were abused by relatives, often their parents. All have developed psychological issues, and most have been diagnosed with having multiple personality disorder or some other form of disassociative disorders. Now, right there, you know how easy our society just discounts anybody with a mental illness. Like, oh, they're fucking crazy. Everything they're saying is bullshit. And that's not the case, man. These people were made that way from years of abuse from people that were supposed to be protecting them. So, like I said, I'm going to post this article, and every single time one of the crazies come at me, I'm just going to literally just send them this article. Now, this stuff, like I said, is still going on today, but there are hella programs out there, you guys, for people that want to get out of these situations. One of the organizations is called Satanic Ritual Abuse Support and Community Group. Their website is dailystrength.org. So this is basically just a community for victims and parents of the victims of satanic and ritualistic abuse, both sexual and physical. And it's just a place where people can go and talk about their experiences and be around other people that have also experienced it. Like I was saying way earlier, Teal Swan also tries to help people that have gone through this. She does conferences. If you go check out her Instagram page, she has hella stuff up there and it might not be for everyone. She's mystical and, you know, she's into stuff that people might not be into. But I think she has important stuff to say, especially if you are somebody that has lived through this and or want to try to get out of it. So that's the hard facts, guys. The shit is happening. I don't think it's happening on a massive, huge conspiracy level, but I think it's happening on a small town, rural level for sure. There's too many people coming out and basically saying very similar stuff. And some people will say that right there is a reason to discount them. But I'm not buying that. There's not tens of thousands of people coming out with the same lie every single year. And there's so many stories like this online. If you just fucking search for, you know, child sex ring survivor or, you know, satanic ritual abuse survivor, these stories are all over. It's fucked up, it's terrible, but it's happening, you guys. So, <laughs> that's about it. I hope you guys fucking enjoyed yourself on this one. Uh, I guess uh, what I'm going to have to tell you is, be aware, and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao.